welcome to another episode of Getting Off the Hamster Wheel, how to find a career that brings you joy, fulfillment, and success. My name is Karen Weeks, and for those of you who don't know me, my passion is helping people break free of a career that's no longer fulfilling and find one that is, which, by the way, also re-energizes all areas of your life. I'm also a career changer myself, making the change from theater to HR and even most recently into coaching. Today, I'm talking with Deb Meyer. After spending years of working at Procter & Gamble, a side gig in real estate turned into a full-time role. But that actually led her to her current career as CEO and owner of her own company that produces a product that can get rid of any odor in your house. Sounds like two pretty big career changes, but both P&G and the real estate gig led directly to the creation of Odor Exit. So let's jump in and hear her story. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to have Deb with us here today. Um, I'm going to ask Deb to introduce herself, so she can definitely do it better than I can, and then we'll dive into our story. So welcome, Deb. Well, thanks so much for having me, Karen. Uh, I am Deb Meyer, and I own a company with my husband called Odor Exit, and we've been doing this for 20 years. We show odors the exit. Kind of the name implies, and we we started the company because we bought rental properties that smelled bad, and I guess we found a need and then filled it. <laughs> but to get there, I graduated from high school and felt like I know enough. I'm going to go get a job because I can, and I was you know this headstrong teenager and. All the jobs I got were really awful <laughs> and people were not high quality people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe I need to go back to school. So I ended up going back to school and get my legal secretarial sciences, a two year degree. And that allowed me to work at Procter and Gamble corporation. And I started out as a secretary in the legal department. And depending on how old you are, maybe people remember the lawsuit for rely, toxic Mm. shock syndrome. So I worked on that and that was kind of fun. But then I started, uh, went from secretary into being a technician. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of problem solving and creating actually diapers. And we would do testing with moms and have them make notes of how good the diaper was and where it leaked and we'd make changes to it. So it was kind of a problem solving activity Mm -hmm. with a lot of statistical data collection, you know, to, to support those opinions. And I did that for 20 years and kind of near the end, the whole corporate plan was changing and people were coming in and, um, it just wasn't as fun as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to, I bought some rental property while I worked at, at Procter and Gamble and I had time to work at, for Procter and do some things for the rentals. And um, pretty soon that changed. My time wasn't my own anymore. And um, I ended up leaving there and doing real estate investing full time. Mm-hmm. And about the same time, I bought a stinky house (laughs) and I've been working on diapers on odors and trying to figure out how to make them smell less when they got wet or soiled. And so it kind of just fell over into 
how do we fix this stinky house? <laughs> and it was kind of a interesting, again, problem solving, mm-hmm. which is what I'd done, what I'd done in the real estate market. Um, I, I bought property under short sales. Mm. You know, you got a thousand dollar, $100,000 loan on a house and it's really only going to sell for 80. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, we're talking uh, 2008, 2010, when mm-hmm. the market plummeted. So people had just, if you could fog a mirror, basically, you could get a loan. <laughs> and, and it might be 120 when your house was only worth 100 because yeah. mortgages at that point was pretty easy too. So now your house is worth 80 or 120. But when you miss payments, mm-hmm. you aren't taking care of the house. So the roof may be leaking or missing shingles or you know, you've got mold inside or it hadn't been painted in 20 years or so you're able to negotiate with the bank and negotiate a lower sale price on the house. And again, my investigative skills, Mm -hmm. you kind of look at the house and go, you got water spots on the ceiling, your roof must be leaking. It's going to, the roof is 22 years old, you're going to need a new roof, it's going to cost this much money. Mr. Banker, for you to get full price for this house, you're going to have to place replace a roof for 4000 a furnace. Uh, so you negotiate by what you investigated the cost is going to be to fix it up. Mm-hmm. And so that was, again, my investigative skills. So it played into being able to find a solution to get rid of odors. Yeah. And um, so we did that for a while and it just kind of fell in my lap to use this product and sell it to all the other investors that I knew that was kind of the people that I'd been hanging out with for years and would buy different houses. And that's kind of how we started that business. So it just kind of fell one to the other and creating a business that now we've been at for 20 years and actually have had our best year ever. The story by itself is wonderful and so many interesting twists and turns. But the thing that's so uh, fascinating to me when I first learned your story is how much everything truly built on each other. So on paper, it looks like a lot of 180s, but actually it's a very clear path when you kind of look back at it. Yes. It was all solving problems in the and the, the diaper arena, the <laughs> smelly house arena, um, going back to school. Mm-hmm. So yes. And, and even today, I mean, we guarantee our products to get rid of the odor and we tell people not to paint over the odor because our products have to come in contact with the odor and that paint encapsulates it and it still smells and we can't get in there. <laughs> But it's still, there's ways to kind of get around that and still solve the problem by just kind of thinking outside the box. And, and, and I think we're doing well this season, this mm-hmm. crazy times, <laughs> by trying to find another way to run the business. And have you had to, what, if you're willing to share, what adjustments have you made as you've had to navigate, especially this year, but any twists and turns along the last 20 years? Well, um, we have, 
I used, you know, I was a salesperson. I go call on customers, knock, knock, knock. Um, here, here's why you need odor exit. And obviously, and nursing homes mm -hmm. was our big client. They're, they're in stronger lockdown than. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, we're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. And, but doing the zoom calls, uh, getting networking on zoom, you're still kind of meeting face to face and I can drop products off at their door mm. so they can try it. Uh, the, the trick after that is getting them back on the telephone. Hey, how'd you like that? <laughs> Hello? Are you out there? Hello? Remember Get me? me on zoom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about we zoom Tuesday? What? <laughs> so, you know, we've changed and we've certainly ramped up our emails being in contact with people and for odor exit, you know, locking people in their house mm. <laughs> with, with their whole family, with their teenagers, you know, they start realizing that maybe the house is too small for one. Mm. This is all over. I'm buying something new. <laughs> and, and two, in the meantime, you know, at tempers, flare, anger, smells, um, dogs don't get out on time. Dogs are really expecting you to be gone for like 10 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody's lifestyle has changed and kind of creates odors. And we like for them to think of us first. Yeah. Well, and when you think about the fact that you took your knowledge, probably both, by the way, from the legal space, because as a business owner, there's so much legalese that you have to consider, to the problem solving um, with the diapers, to knowing the real estate market and housing and things that might make things smell like mold from a, um, a, mil, um, a leaky roof. All of that is very different than also owning your own business. Was being an entrepreneur something that you had thought about for you or did you sort of fall into it? I kind of fell into it. You know, when I started buying real estate, they told you to keep the buildings not in your personal name, to put it in an entity, LLC. or um, So you kind of started accidentally mm -hmm. and, and different seminars would tell you how to do that and you know, they'd sell you a whole program on here's how you should do it <laughs> so you kind of started being your own boss and not realizing it and then there were certain behaviors that you learned and you used and you know how to how to write a check sign a check and mm -hmm. this so it's it's fallen over into you know into the odor exit business yeah. and just, I think, I don't know that you plan that. I mean, you quit your job and hopefully go do something you love. And mm -hmm. if it's working by yourself as opposed to working at a corporation, you know, you kind of, hopefully it's not, not all trial and error yeah. that you, you hit a lot more than you miss. Yeah. But it's, you know, there's a lot of training out there. And, and even when I worked at PNG, I was doing some real estate investing and I would take classes for negotiations and, um, you know, business building for, for my specific job, but certainly flowed over into what I did outside. Yeah. And I, I look at what I do today and a lot of my background came from the corporate world, what mm -hmm. they taught me. So it, 
it has blended together really nicely, actually. Yeah. Well, and, and I wouldn't go back. Well, that's a really interesting point because so often we talk about um, with people on the podcast, think about your transferable skills, but you just bring up a really good point about think about how you can be building those skills while you're currently in a job, even if you're not even thinking about, oh, because I want to start my own business one day, but negotiation, problem solving, that's going to help any role. So if you're able to take advantage of that, you're at a current role, do it. Well, and, and as a mom, as a, as a spouse, um, how, how do you fight well with your spouse? Mm. How, how, do you, how do you make sure that it's the best decision for the family, money decisions? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to look at all sides. You know, it's simple as writing a pros and cons list. You know, whether you're going to go buy a car, a house have a baby you know pros and cons is now a good time and and just little kind of simple things like that that problem solving yeah you know you use throughout life mm -hmm. uh, probably also negotiation especially with teenagers <laughs> wait you know and I and I spent a lot of money on a sales class mm. <laughs> but I was talking to one of my girlfriends and, and what they teach you is in sales to, to ask questions. Like, I don't want to tell you, here's what it's going to do, and here's it's the best thing on the market, and you need to, I should be asking you questions like, what else have you used? Why do you like that? Why is that different? And she's using all these questions to find out why her kid isn't cleaning up his bedroom. It's like, man, listen to you. You this is just an ace. You, I mean, she didn't have to spend lots of money to go to class. She was just asking them and she got them to clean up their bedroom by asking questions, <laughs> not by saying, your room is dirty. Go fix it now. <laughs> I, just, I thought that was miraculous. That so is great. A, a lot of the things we need to do as business owners is, is common sense, things we use maybe not common sense, but thinking how do we smartly get what we want? Yeah. Yep. Well, and also help people go on that journey with you, you know, whether it's partners or vendors or clients, you rely on so many other people to believe in what you're doing. Very true. We, none of us got here by ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, it, and, and life is relationships. Yeah. So excellent point, Karen. We don't do it by ourselves. And, you know, I have a product that I hope people are happy with. And the best advertising I can do is they go tell somebody. Mm, yeah. So, it, again, it's building that relationship that they want to go talk to somebody about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and remember you and share your name and your website. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and when you think back to those different moments where you had a decision, you know, um, you know, didn't go right to school and, and did some jobs beforehand, decided to go back to school, decided to, to go for, you know, legal sciences, to be a legal secretary, decided to go into being a technician for um, Procter & Gamble. Were those very purposeful where you're doing pros and cons? Or was that also just sort of following the journey that life was presenting you and which eventually got you to leading your own business. 
I think they, well, some of them were accident. Some of them were the circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, I looked at my life right out of high school and the jobs I was getting and went, this is not where I want to be. Yeah. This is, but without better, more education, I'm not going to be anywhere else. Yeah. You know, 10 years, you know, I might have 10 more jobs and that's mm -hmm. not what I wanted to be. The going back to school after that at PNG, that was definitely a pros and cons. Mm -hmm. They offered me, you know, you're a tech, you're a secretary and I see, you know, you're doing this and this really well. I see your thought processes. You're very creative. You know, what, what do you think about being a technician? Wow. It's like, oh, that was, I, I, that was out of the blue. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it, it was a great decision. It was a great opportunity. It was a great decision. I've learned a lot. I worked for really a lot more great people there that taught me, allowed me to do, to, to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the key. You, you got to continue to grow. Yeah. When, when I started with Odorexit, I stupidly said, I'm 60 years old. I'm not learning anything else. I don't want to. <laughs> but then I realized I'm not a very good salesperson. I probably mm -hmm. need to learn how to do this better. So, you know, we make these rash decisions because we're just tired or, yeah. you know, but then it's like, okay, so this is really planning my feet and not moving forward and that's not me so i gotta grow what's the next decision to make sure i can grow yeah and i think that's important i mean if you stop growing you die yeah in my opinion so always learning something new i think is really important and kind of opens new doors new people new mm -hmm. opportunities well and you never know what you're going to end up enjoying more you know you recognized you had a gap with sales. It was probably never something you loved. So that's another reason why you never sort of gave it the time to, to build that skill. And you could have ended up loving it, but you never would have known if you hadn't, you know, recognized it and noticed that there was opportunity to grow there. Exactly. So you got to see the opportunity. You got to open the door for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many times this opportunity knock and we don't allow it to come in. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, I'm sure we can all look back on our life and go, boy, and, and, and the things that somebody comes out with a new invention, you know, I thought of that, but I never, I, it wasn't how I was going to do it, mm -hmm. but I wonder had I thought more about it, if I'd be making all that money today. Yeah. I mean, and I think we all do that. Well, and again, to your point, you know, there's risk associated with that. It's time investment, it's money investment, it's uh, lack of relationship investment or not investing in relationships. So, right. it, you know, it definitely takes a, a jump to do something like that. But if it's really something that you keep kind of getting pulled to and you can't let it go and you can't stop thinking about it, that might be a sign that there's something there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and if that's the truth, then must be something you're passionate about. Yeah. You need to start keep investigating. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up, I know you've sort of shared some bits of advice along the way, but if I'm listening to this podcast and, and I'm trying to think about how to make a career change, what's one piece of advice or one first step that you would suggest people do? Don't give up. 
don't give up. Investigate those opportunities. And if that's something you want to do, follow your passion, follow your heart, because that's where you're going to do the best job. Yeah. When you're happy, everything else in your life works much, much better. Yeah. That is such a wonderful sentiment, um, especially in today's world where sometimes people I'm sure are feeling knocked down a lot. Um, don't give up. I love it. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it and sharing your story. I, like I said, it on paper, it looks like it's a whole bunch of 180s, but it really you know, tells this story that just built one on top of another. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Karen. And can I tell people how they could Get rid of their odors? Yes, please. How can they find you? Help them. Okay. Odorexit.com. Uh, we like to say no E, but if you stick that E in there, odor exit, you'll find us there too. So we, if you've got a stinky odor in your house, in your car, in your life, your teenager, we can get rid of all those odors. We have four different products and we, you got, you got a bad smell, we got an answer. I love it. I love how you have different products and you list literally everything in your house from teenagers to dogs to mold to stinky kitchens. You never know. And we all know because we're all living in our homes a lot right now. That's right. That's right. Don't frown when you burn Thanksgiving turkey. We have an answer. I love it. All right. Odorexit.com. Uh, Deb, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. And I'll make sure there's a link and everything in the write-up as well. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Karen. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Deb for sharing her story. Check out the show notes for the best way to connect with her and find out how you can order your own shipment of Odor Exit. As you enjoy these episodes, please consider subscribing, sharing them with others, and leaving a rating and review on the platform of your choice. Additionally, I offer one-on-one coaching, workshops, free resources, and a group coaching program that I'll be announcing this spring. So let's connect. You can find all my contact information in the podcast overview. Until next time, remember, there's always a way to get off the hamster wheel.